On Sunday, we finished our series titled Home. Throughout that series, we've considered what it means to be a part of the faith family at Broadmoor, but really what it means to be a disciple of Jesus. Pastor Josh wrapped it up by preaching from Colossians chapter 3 as he pointed us toward what we've identified as our outcomes or indicators of discipleship and growth in our lives as Christ followers. Today, we're talking about how we might see these outcomes as a healthy evaluation versus a checklist or an end in and of themselves. Uh, We also talk about how we can practically do what this passage says as we put to death the idols in our lives and put on the things that God desires of us. We're glad you've joined us for the conversation. This is After the Message. All right. Good morning, guys. How are you? Hey, Mike. That was all in unison. It's great. Um, We're getting good at that. You really are. I I think maybe we should change up our our, our start occasionally now um, because it is becoming the same. So two weeks in a row. Good morning. It is. I know. It's great. I like. Yeah. I like the ten o'clock. And, and I guess we should you like acknowledge you may not be listening to this podcast in the morning, and maybe afternoon mm, for you. But that's yeah. true. Um, but for us, it's morning. It is certainly morning. Yeah, mon- Monday morning. Monday, <laughs> as a matter of fact. So, <laughs> um, I, I actually. Uh, so I, I, I had to get up early this morning, and I had to. I had to fast last night because of uh, doctor's appointment this morning. So it's my yearly checkup. Yes. And uh, and um, I just got to tell you that I. Have never had a blood draw. So if, if this is the if the nurse that took my blood this morning is listening, oh boy, <laughs> this um, is the best one ever. I'm sorry, you were really sweet, but um, but that is the, it's the mm. most painful blood draw I've ever had. Oh, wow, <laughs> you're gonna have a track mark. My arm still hurts. Uh, so how did you break your fast? Where'd you go eat? Uh, in my office. <laughs> <laughs> Breakfast bar, protein, protein, protein bar, bar. Yeah, a cup of much. coffee. Right, that's, yeah. that's pretty much there it. So um, anyway. Yeah, so great morning. You know, I always yeah. love, love to start my, my morning. <laughs> well, I also a... had a blood test this morning, and it was great. Was it? She did oh, awesome. Boy, well, yeah. well yeah, you great. know, I don't need to hear great. that. <laughs> great. It was great. Compared to Mike's. So, oh, yeah, compared well, to Mike's. I'd yeah. rather not I was, have it. But. You know, I don't know what the difference is, but sometimes, you know, sometimes I've had those done, and you just don't even feel it. Um, and and mm. then other times, it's like... It just yeah. like the stick hurt, but then it just, just burned kind of, like just kept fire hurting. the whole time. Yeah, well, they kind of move it, it around. To okay, find so, your so just curious question. You, I just I can't watch it. I don't watch. Do you guys watch it? Yeah. I don't watch it either. No, I, I can't not watch. It. I can't. I'm I like, don't. just tell me when it's over. I find something I to know. read on the wall. Oh, no, I man, just, I like it. No. Yeah, no, no I don't. It's just weird. I don't care to see the needle going in or the blood coming. There's a diagnosis for that. So. Anyway, if you like to watch the blood coming out of your own, I don't say I like to watch the blood. I like, I just, I don't know. Fascinating. Yeah, curious. Curious. To use Neil's word, word. I'm curious curious about that process. That's what my blood looks like. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Hey, what a great podcast start. (laughs) I know. I know. So, uh, Swedish people, you've already cut us off. That's right. (laughs) (laughs) So, we we finished up our series, the home series Sunday, and uh, it was four weeks. And Mm -hmm. so, uh, this was the, this was the last one, and uh, we were talking about outcomes, mm-hmm. and uh, so we're going to jump into all that in a moment. And uh, but but I love uh, you, we were just talking before we started recording this about how sometimes you know we, you say things from the from the platform and. And certain people hear things, particularly <laughs> kids, hear things in a certain way. And you were talking about grave clothes. That is correct. Um, on Sunday, and you know how we we should we should take off the grave clothes and put on like. 
living people clothes. Yes. <laughs> and, uh, and but a kid heard you say gray clothes gray. and wondered, asked their parent why you you didn't realize you were actually wearing gray clothes. That's right. I had that's a gray right. shirt on. Yeah, that's right. And he was like, "What a silly preacher! He's got a gray gray shirt on, and he's telling yeah. us don't wear those." Uh, yeah. And, and just to show that that kid is listening, um, the I think the last time that I preached, I I said something about idolatry, uh-huh. and he looked at Dad and said they had a they had dollar trees then. <laughs> yeah, dollar they trees. were putting up dollar they're trees. Gonna, they're going to put a dollar tree <laughs> and, in the church. Uh, so he is listening. Wow. He, he, same kid. Same kid. Yeah, that's great. awesome. Yeah, that's funny. Fascinating. That's curious to to know that that my friend Rhett is listening well. <laughs> well, you know, I, I, I can remember uh, growing up and, you know, you sing hymns in church and things and, and, you know, there's all these big words and hymns that kids just don't understand. And mm-hmm. so, uh, but later growing up and realizing that the lines that I sang, like they were not at all what, oh, I, yeah. what I thought they were yeah. as a kid. And, like uh, par, par, par in the blood. Yeah, well, oh, that would be one. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah, you can't say power; it yeah, um, messes up the yeah, song. No, I can, I can get into <laughs> some. Why is there power in your blood? Is that what you're looking for in your blood? You're I think looking so. For the I was looking for the par. <laughs> <laughs> hey, well, I, I don't think I had any par in my blood this Mine morning. Mike didn't have par. <laughs> so, <laughs> hey, so uh, all right, so jumping in, uh, we were uh, we we ended, of course, our series with uh, with outcomes, and so you know we've been talking for four weeks about sort of membership expectations, but also expectations of just disciples of Jesus and. And uh, so we talked about our values, we talked about um, our mission, uh, we talked about our strategy, and then this, this final week was, uh, was the outcomes. And so there were seven outcomes mm-hmm. um, that, we, that we have said and identified as, like, if, if, if we are accomplishing our mission, if we are living up to our values and, and exercising the strategy that we put in place, these are the things that we should be seeing in our mm-hmm. lives. And, uh, and so just to review those things real quickly uh, before we jump into discussion. Uh, so there were seven of them. Uh, it's be born again. That's the first one. Uh, submit to God's word. Worship faithfully. Connect with the body. Serve intentionally. Give cheerfully. And make disciples. So those are the seven outcomes that we've identified as a church um, that are important for us to, uh, to, to sort of measure whether or not we're uh, you know, we're accomplishing or, or, you know, growing in the way that we ought to grow and, and living in the way that we ought to live. So, um, yeah, so, we, you know, I, I think a, maybe a healthy way to just start up, start this, because I, there, we want to talk through the scripture. You were in Colossians on Sunday, but um, like, how do we use these things? Uh, because I think the temptation always maybe, or maybe not always, but often is, to use those things as a checklist, like, okay, I'm doing those things, and so I'm good, like, um, versus really just them being helpful tools mm-hmm. to, to, to measure whether or not we're, we're progressing or growing. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah, mm-hmm. Like, so um, I know it does, because, uh, at least it did in your mind, Preston, because you brought it up, so. I did. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, oh, I did, that's right. Let's talk about that a little bit. Yeah, yeah, and I, th- I think as I asked that question, it was just... Um, and Josh, you had had mentioned something along these lines that it's not just a checklist, but it is a list. And I think we, our tendency is to say, well, we have a list, so let's make it a checklist. Right. And then if I can check the box and say that I'm doing those things, then I must be growing in my faith or I must be a healthy believer. Um, but, you know, there there are things on here that obviously I think we could check the box that we have done them but we did them for the wrong reasons. Our heart wasn't in the right place. And so maybe we, I mean, pick one, serve, serve intentionally. Maybe we are serving 
intentionally because our heart knows that as a follower of Christ, he called us to serve others, mm-hmm. or maybe we're serving because it looks good when we serve and other people notice that we're doing mm-hmm. things. And so I think we can use yeah. it as a great guide yeah. as long as we go a step further beyond just am I doing right. that to right. why yeah. am I doing that with the heart behind Versus it. Versus saying, well, that's number five on the checklist, and so right. um, yeah. I right. guess I better plug in over here so I can say that I, right. you know, yeah. I'm good. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I think posture or mm-hmm. what, what's the intent behind it? Because even if we look at Scripture, I mean, Paul will give us a list, yeah. right? right? Definitely. Um, if you, if you look at Sermon on the Mount, Jesus walks mm-hmm. down through several things that you could literally make a list right. out of. Right. But the intention behind it is that are we looking at our lives and going, are these things a part of our life because of who Christ is? Right. And like, mm-hmm. is, is, it, is it just something I'm doing and is it taxing... Or is it? Sorry, there was some kind of strange <laughs> some noise. noise. Uh, yeah, um, last week was the water. This week, yeah. somebody just threw something outside the room. Right. <laughs> exactly. Like drum. Anyway, uh, or or is it? Am I looking at it going? Do I see the evidence of this in my life mm-hmm. because of my relationship with Christ? Right. Or right. Uh, am I pursuing Christ? And maybe maybe I. Uh, we had this conversation with with a couple of guys that there are seasons in life that are dry or. Yeah. Um, feels like a desert. Mm-hmm. Um, and so these things become a little bit of a tool to evaluate and kind of go, you know, is there an area that I may, may need to grow in or is there an area that um, maybe I'm not submitting to God's word? Um, maybe there's sin in my life. Uh, you know, what are the things that are that are keeping me from, from growing in my faith um, or are paying attention to who Christ is? And so, right. so yeah, I, so I think it could just become a list um, yeah. But it's all based around our intention behind yeah. it, how yeah. we use it. Well, and even as I was looking back across the list, you know, there there are things on here that we may do them in a season, not so much because our heart is in the right place, but because we know there is a need there. We know it's it is what we should be doing, but sometimes our heart has to catch up. And so I think the. Uh, you know, the idea of sometimes we, we do the thing and we pray that God catches our heart up to the action instead of waiting until our heart's in the right place to do the action. Um, kind of like things with your family, right? There, there are things with your family that you don't just go, well, I don't feel like it today. My heart's not there today, so I'm just not going to do it. No, sometimes you, you do it and you pray that God brings your heart along so that you're doing it out of that reason and not right. just the check yeah. the box, check the box reason. I think it's... I think it's an interesting balance because um, here's a here's a great question: Can you do something? Um, sorry for all the noises. I don't know where they're coming from. Like it's just strange noises that's yeah. happening all around us. <laughs> Somebody's doing construction outside. Of I wish this is where I wish this was video, <laughs> right? So that they could like see what's all the stuff that's going on. Right? Yeah. Yeah. I'm sorry. Uh, you were saying, Sean. So I, I guess the question is. Can you do something and mm-hmm. your heart eventually follow? Mm-hmm. Or is it just the fact of I'm doing something yeah. and it never, like nothing ever happens? Yeah. So um, yeah. I even wonder with the disciples, like with the disciples as they followed Jesus, did, did some of them follow him because they understood that he was the Christ, the Son of the living God? Or did they follow him because they just thought it was kind of cool is what everybody else was doing? 
And eventually, as they followed him and they practiced the things that he was talking about, Mm -hmm. that eventually their heart was drawn to him through even some of those actions. So is it a, is it a either or, or does God, or can God use those things together? Yeah. So, yeah. Well, no, I think that's a good discussion. And, and I think, you know, because uh, like Josh on Sunday even talked about, you know, so the, uh, jumping into the scripture, you know, we're in Colossians chapter three, uh, you know, verse two, it talks about, it says, set your minds on things that are above, not on things that are on earth. You know, and, and I think Josh even said, you know, if we if we believe rightly, then right living should follow that. Should you know? do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Should. Right. Yeah. Uh, it, it is much easier uh, to believe rightly first which leads to to right living mm. than the opposite of that right. because i think a right. lot of times we'll try to to live rightly until until we start believing rightly kind of that mm-hmm. whole fake it till we make mm-hmm. it mm-hmm. and hope that we make it uh, but we have to remember that that what the lord has called us to do isn't to to be a fraud or to yeah. fake something um, but to intentionally press in with our mind and heart and even to renew our minds every day because it's yeah. going to take that to live out the call on our life yeah. every day one right. of the things I like about this is it gives us a chance to sit down with someone when maybe we feel like we are just faking it, right? Like, okay, I'm doing it, but it's my heart's not right. This, even the list leads us to sit down with someone and mm-hmm. be in groups or being, you know, with mm-hmm. a, a person or two to have that conversation and to talk about, okay, um, I'm reading my Bible, but yes. I'm not really feeling it. I'm just waking up and doing it. Or I, I went to serve this weekend, didn't really want to, everything in me wanted to stay home. Yeah. I went, I served, I came back. But what's, you know, to dig a little deeper into that? I think as we continue to read uh, anywhere in the scriptures, but particularly in Paul's letters, when we're talking about church health or church growth or even what church looked like, you're going to notice a theme and it's going to be together. Like mm-hmm. like there's never an isolated incidence where, where this person is called to live alone, apart from a body, apart mm-hmm. from accountability because when you do that when when you're not accountable when you don't live with people we don't allow them to speak into your life and you into theirs we can get in a bad spot pretty mm-hmm. quickly uh, and so number one that that is why it's a part of of our outcomes here at Broadmoor but more I think more pointedly it is why the scriptures are always clear um, that when we see the church growing healthily those people are together mm-hmm. uh, and so so for us even as we we journey this path we we journey the path together yeah. Hey, let's talk for a moment about, uh, and we, we sort of hit this last week, I think, in, in, in our, our podcast, but, uh, but it came up again Sunday, uh, the idea of prescriptive versus descriptive texts in Scripture, um, because there, there is a passage here, you know, where, where, where there was specific instruction, like things to, to kill, mm-hmm. you know, things to put aside um, that were prescriptive, and you, you pointed this out on Sunday, that... that those things were prescriptive for those people in that time. Um, but they're also prescriptive for us, but they were specific to that culture. Sure. Like there was something mm-hmm. going on in that world at that time mm-hmm. um, that that really uh, uh, necessitated, like these are the things that word. you got to... Mm-hmm. Yes. That's a big word. That's, that's a lot a of word. syllables. It's my word for the day. Necessitated. Necessitated. I don't even it. know if that's a word. Is that a word? <laughs> I feel like it is, and if not, it should be. But you're, you're exactly right. So uh, going back to proper Bible study, proper hermeneutics, like the, the goal of it is to figure out what did the original author, uh, author, <laughs> what did the original <laughs> there's a word. No, there's author, a word. 
intend for the original audience. Put author and audience together. What do you get? You get an otter. An otter. Oh, right. Fantastic. Strange little animal. But they, they are strange. What a morning it's been. This is what you get when you get a 10 a.m. podcast. in your blood, I believe. I got par everywhere. Going back to the idea, the author yes. of the original text is speaking to a people in the original text. And our goal is to figure out what's going on there. So when we come to a text that is prescriptive, meaning that there is a directive to God's people, starting in verse 2, like set your mind on the things that are above, not on the things of this earth. Well, we can read that and automatically apply that to our life. All right, Mm -hmm. sounds great. Like he's almost speaking directly to me. Yes, you can apply that, but he is saying this to them Mm -hmm. for a reason. Mm -hmm. So what is that reason? And I think the more you understand the culture of the first century, particularly in the cities that these letters were going to, it's going to help us Mm -hmm. even more so because when we get to that list, that prescriptive list for them, when he talks about put off all of these things like the the sexual immorality, impurity, passions, evil desires, covetousness, which is idolatry, we can look at that also and say, well, sure, we should put those things off. Well, the most, one of the most pressing things in their day is idolatry. And the way that their idol worship at that day was, was unfolding mm-hmm. was through sexual immorality, through, through uh, worship, through sexual things of, of other gods, which is, in our minds, we would say, well, that's absolutely awful. Well, we would say that's awful and easy to point our fingers at because we're not necessarily riding through Madison or Ridgeland or wherever we are riding and saying, well, there's a temple devoted to that. Mm -hmm. But are there things that we go through every day that are vying for our worship? Mm -hmm. Things that, things that we do. And, and, you know, we're not, we're not casting stones on here because I think the list is multiple and many, but just think anything that steals affection away from God, what's due to him and you give it to something else. Mm -hmm. Like if you drive past that, it would, in essence, be the same thing. But you're not going to get there until you understand mm-hmm. culture of the first century. Right. Um, and so for us, application, guys, that, yeah. that's a big deal. We, so we the idea would be don't, don't get locked into, I mean, definitely the sexual sins are wrong, and they're yes, wrong in any 100%. context, but don't get locked into that's the main point and miss the point that idolatry is really right. what he's getting at. Exactly and we right. could have lots of forms of idolatry in our life in the here and now yes. that we may ignore if we get lost on the yeah. list itself. And, yeah. and again, to be clear, like like uh, when we look at, this isn't one of those, but I think the, the structure of the sentence is important, the chiastic structure, where you take the uh, the first of it and the end of it, and you mm-hmm. understand in the middle of it is, is where the meat of it's going to be. Well, it starts with put it to death. Well, mm-hmm. what are you putting to death? Well, you go all the way to the end. You're putting to death idolatry. Mm-hmm. What, are, what are the things of idolatry in their culture? Well, he gives the list in the all middle. All those things right. in between. Yeah. Right. But the goal is to kill what is effectively killing you. Mm. Yeah. And I think that is a, a point worth making in our lives today. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think we talked earlier about just not being an exhaustive list. Mm-hmm. So another thing that we can we can bring bring to bear on this is that Paul writes this letter to Colossae, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. right, to those people experiencing that in their culture. But we also know that Paul's letters were then circulated right. among churches. Mm-hmm. So if we go to Galatia, um, what had become idolatry for a lot of them was the Jewish practices. That's right. So, mm-hmm. so they had they had be- begun to depend so much on the practice of the festivals and those kinds of things, mm-hmm. and they're they're causing odds between them and the Gentile believers. Mm-hmm. And so, in in essence, those things had become idolatrous. So, as as we see that Paul's addressing what's happening in a particular culture, but then collectively. 
they're learning also from one another as these letters are being passed around Mm -hmm. so that we get a full picture of anything that might um, cause us to worship an idol, to to point our hearts towards something else. And so, so in the same way, we have these letters, so don't get focused in on the specifics, Mm -hmm. but know that this can be maybe something you're dealing with, but then Paul may address something totally different in another letter. Right. And so kind of comes back to uh, one verse doesn't make a theology, right? That's exactly but right. So, yeah. so we're submitting to the whole Word of God, mm-hmm. and we're, we're allowing God to give us a full picture of the things that we need to walk in, the things that we need to put to death. And so, so, so same sense. Yeah, so these things here in, in verse 5, I mean, they are important for us to, to put to death as well, Certainly. As, as it was for the people in that time. But, um, you know, there are there are many, many, many other things that we, we must right. also put, put that, death. that that are potential idols in our lives. That's and right. So, um, yeah, so I think that's that's the point that we're trying to get across here is that mm-hmm. this is not an exhaustive list. Mm-hmm. Um, there, in fact, there may be a whole other set of lists for, for, for us in this day, as, as, as Josh said. Um, I'd love to talk practically. I mean, you know, how do you guys go about... Um, like it's one thing to say, yeah, put 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 these things to death. But like practically speaking, like how does that flesh out for you? Like how do you go about putting to death these things that are that are potentially idols in your life? Mm-hmm. Crickets. P- what? <laughs> I don't want to jump back in. That deserves, a, that deserves a pause. <laughs> um, habit, right? So if if you have something that, if I look at this, something that has become idolatrous that has basically I've given my heart over to mm-hmm. means that more than likely I have a practice of that. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm habitual in mm-hmm. that. Yeah. And so if I'm going to put one habit to death, I think that's why Paul would say, Hey, put these things to this, but put on this. Mm-hmm. So, so if replace I'm going it. to, yeah, if I'm going to get rid of something, I've got to replace it with something. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just, so we may get into a little psychology here, but it's just how the human body works, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Um, it's, it's creating new pathways in the brain. Mm-hmm. Um, if I don't replace it with something, then that habit continues to, to just be the thing that I do. And so, um, so I think when I bring all that to bear under the Lordship of Christ, right? I have to keep that. That's not just about me practicing, like I got to do better, but but I want to um, I want to know my Savior and I want to serve Him and I want to love Him more. Then that practice is driven out of that desire, right? Mm-hmm. And so so I have to do the a little bit of the work of saying, okay, if I've got to put this to death, what what do I need to put mm-hmm. in its place? Yeah. And so that's um, good. Uh, so, and I, I would yeah. add an element because I one hundred percent agree with that. I think there's a with many things that become kind of idols in our lives, I think there's a behavioral side to it, and then there's a heart side to right. it, and we have to hit it from both, both angles, right? Yeah. So the the behavioral side is where we have to find ways to replace that habit with other things. We have to find maybe accountability mm-hmm. to uh, help us to, to not do those things as we are also digging deeper into what's driving that. Right. right. Is it is it am I doing this behavior because it has just become a habit and I just wake up and I do this thing without even thinking much about it? Or is there something else that it's at a deeper level that I haven't addressed? Yeah. Um, and that's where I think, again, the accountability of being able to sit down with someone and say, hey, help me mm. pray through, think through 
what's going on here. Here's the thing I'm doing, and I've got maybe a plan for doing that, you know, not doing that and doing some other things in its place, but help me to think through what's driving that mm-hmm. at, a, at a deeper level. Yeah. Because if we don't do that part of it, I think the, the habit, the action part tends to kind of swing back right. around somewhere down the way. That's yeah. right. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, and it uses a pretty extreme word too. I mean, it's it's yeah, kill, kill it, kill it. <laughs> you know, put to death. Uh, it's not like manage, like manage these things in your right. life, or, or you know, uh, try to squelch these things. It's like you know, that's pretty extreme. Like yeah, like kill those things. Yeah, and um, so yeah, I think those are great insights, you guys. Um, and uh, I mean, I love the the idea of of replacing. Yeah, I mean, you know, because there, there is a discipline side to, to, you know, actually put that thing away, um, but, but again, to 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 resist the urge for that to to creep back in, like filling that void with something else. Mm-hmm. Um, that is uh, that actually comes up in in one of the one of the following verses. You know, hey, here are things that mm-hmm. you should put on. Right. right. You know, put off this thing, put these things to death. But but here are the things that you should put on. And uh, which are actually mentioned in verse twelve. So how how do we uh, practical side here? Like how do we go about putting on these things? So the the verse actually says, "Put on then as God's chosen ones, holy and beloved, compassionate hearts, kindness, humility, meekness, and patience, bearing with one another. And if anyone has a complaint against each other, forgiving one another, as the Lord has forgiven you. Um, so and above all these things, put on love. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know uh, maybe." Sean, as you, you know, you talk about replacing these things, like, so how do you put on those things? So I think there's another piece to this too, right? And it's what you said about belief Mm -hmm. usually leads into practice. If you look at verse 10, where it says, so put on the new self, which is being renewed in knowledge after the image of its creator. Mm -hmm. That, That has to do with belief. That's right. All right. So, um, so I'm putting to death these things. It's, and it goes back to what I said. It's not just about replacing it with something, but the mindset in it. Like, what do I believe about Christ and what he even desires for me and what did he create me for? If I have correct belief around that, mm-hmm. then there's this desire that I need to repent of some things and I need to practice. I need to head in a new direction, right? Mm-hmm. And so um, so as I put on these things, I also have to have correct belief in mm-hmm. it. So I have to be, and so I think one of the things is, is going back to our outcomes. Are we submitting to the word of God? Are, are we allowing God to show us even the things or the practices that we need to put on? Mm-hmm. Um, and are we, are we willing to walk in those things? Or are we willing to be obedient to the things he's called us to? Mm-hmm. Um, I, th- I think just, um, just a practical example, uh, you know, you're gonna you're gonna hear there's some instances where it talks about laziness in the Bible. Well, how do you how do you get up early? Hmm. Well, you you set an alarm earlier, mm-hmm, right? right? So there there's just a a practical, but it's bent out of my desire yeah. to the why matters. get up, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. And yeah. because I want to spend time with with my Lord, and so yeah. so all of that plays together. Mm-hmm. And um, and I think I think is the is the why matters in that also the how which is where we tend to go to what is it that we need to do? How do we do it? But I think we got to start with a how of how does the Holy Spirit right. empower a believer to to be the things that are in this list? Mm-hmm. 
uh, many of which, if you look at kind of the fruit of the Spirit, there's some overlap here. And so mm-hmm. I think it's a reminder to us that we don't, it's not like we just wake up and we go, okay, I'm supposed to try harder at being these things. But we wake up and we pray and we ask the Spirit to do in us the things that we don't naturally even want to do. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't mm-hmm. want to be that in my flesh, because what's in it for me in my flesh? But but I'm praying and asking the Spirit to help me to do and to be what I can't do and be on my own, to even give mm-hmm. me the desire to yeah. want to be those things before yeah. I can put the action into place. Yeah. Yep. Good word. And going back to verse 12, when it talks about those put on things, the first thing he says is, as God's chosen. Mm-hmm. Like, like you got to know that's who Holy you are. Loved, right? Yeah. 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 And yeah. You, you've got to know this is true before you jump into the other stuff. And, yeah. and you know, I've, I've enjoyed this past week uh, reading some N.T. Wright stuff. Like, I'm, I'm not typically an N.T. Wright guy, um, but his work in Colossians is really, really good. British theologian, uh, he was like at, at some point number four in the Church of England, and now he's a professor uh, at a couple of different colleges uh, in and around um, um, England and, and Europe. Um, but his, his thought on as we progress in life or death was really intriguing to me mm-hmm. uh, in this idea that the more you live in life, the more life that you will behold. And the more you, you live in death, the more death you will behold. Um, so if you, if you stay in a life of, of life, <laughs> if you live in a way that brings life to you, you're going to be filled with more life. Mm-hmm. Also, same in death. But what happens when somebody who has walked a really hard road for so long they are confronted with the gospel of Jesus Christ. God in his grace radically saves them. And they say, yes, God, you love me and I'm so thankful for you. And then they hear commands like, holy and beloved. Wait, for, for their whole life. And, and maybe that's us. Maybe that's somebody listening right now. Mm-hmm. Maybe our whole life, I can understand God forgiving sin. I can understand him calling me holy mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. beloved or, mm-hmm. or any of those things because... For so many, they feel like that has been so long ago. Like, yeah. like there is no return. There's no redeeming that, fixing that, making mm-hmm. that better. I can understand him saying, "Okay, you were bad, but I'm going to take away the bad, but you're still kind of neutral." <laughs> and what the scripture is saying, and and this is this is the power of the gospel, right? Mm-hmm. That as they're putting this on as God's chosen ones who are holy and beloved, and understanding that this is out of the confession that that Jesus is the Christ, mm-hmm. because that's what Jesus does to the life. And until we get there, we're not really going to be all that compassionate yeah. or kind or humble or meek or patient, mm. because we're going to live a little bit of that old self mm. while trying to, to be something that we believe God wants us to be. Mm. When we understand God is making us into something apart from us, like 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 out of our control, we, we don't have the power to do it, and he's going to do it for us. There's some some beauty as we rest in that. Yeah, and I think uh, you know, as I think back to who he's writing to, the fact that he is telling them to put off these old things, and he goes through this list that we we would look at and go, yeah, those there's some pretty hard stuff mm-hmm. there. Um, he is telling those same people who probably have engaged in all of those things that he's right. telling mm-hmm. them to put off. Right, that's right. why he's telling them that. And then he is turning around and saying, "You are a chosen people. You're this holy. You are. You're dearly loved." And so mm. it's not like they don't understand right. this list that he just gave them. They understand it mm-hmm. firsthand. Yeah. Like this, this is my life before Christ. Mm-hmm. And now, even though there's not a huge timeline gap between those, as of now, I am holy, I'm chosen, mm-hmm. I'm dearly loved, uh, which, is, which is pretty awesome. Mm. 
Josh, on Sunday, I, I just I got to tell you this. This kind of has to do with what we've what we've been saying. But you made a statement about you know. In fact, you asked the, a question of the congregation. Um, does my this is paraphrase, but does my doing this or saying this or taking part of this represent Christ well? Mm-hmm. And um, he said, you said, if if yes, then do it with joy. Mm-hmm. If not, then stop doing it. <laughs> and uh, just, I gotta, I gotta say, I gotta say that 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 uh, Bob Newhart I know uh, where you're going. came yeah. into my mind. You know, stop where, it. Stop just it. stop it. Just stop it. <laughs> and um, so I, I kind of chuckled when you said that. <laughs> Sunday, but, um, so, oh boy! <laughs> but 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 I think that I mean that is a great. Uh, it, it sounds really simple, but it but it is a great lip, litmus test. And I think it's important to understand that, like, it's the Holy Spirit that empowers us to be able to do those things right. and to live in the way that God's called us to live. But a great litmus test is just to ask ourselves. I mean, you 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 know, people used to wear those bracelets. What would Jesus do? You know, right? Mm-hmm. But really, just to 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 stop and take inventory is 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 what I'm doing or saying or thinking. Um, does that does that represent Jesus? Mm-hmm. And and uh, and if if it does, then great. But if mm-hmm. it doesn't, don't stop, stop it. it. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you know? And uh, so uh, this, it was great. I mean, you know, there's so many practical elements to the to the message on Sunday, and and um, uh, we had we had great discussion around around a lot of those things in our life groups, mm-hmm. and it was it was just it was fun fun yeah. to talk about. It, it was a very practical because in our life mm-hmm. group. It was just a very practical, here are some handles, mm-hmm. again, not checklist, but some great ways to kind of periodically self-evaluate right. and in conversations with others, even within our life group, to have some language that we can use, um, some of the questions that came up even in that, and and even regarding kind of what you were just talking about, Mike, um, and I think it was under submitting to the Word, but if someone followed you around all week last mm-hmm. week, would there be evidence in your life that you submit to God's word? And um, and that's one of those things like, okay, let me, let me think through that in yeah. a public. Like if they watch me in public, right? Uh, what if they watch me in private? What if they watch me with my family? Mm-hmm. What if they watch me in this scenario? Um, but just really, really practical uh, living yeah. right. and guidance. And I, and I think too, like the whole community as- aspect, right? Mm-hmm. We've talked about having these conversations with the other people. Verse 16 in Colossians chapter 3. Right. So, so let the word of Christ dwell in mm-hmm. you richly. Mm-hmm. But, but then it goes on teaching, admonishing one another in all wisdom, singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs with thankfulness in your hearts to God. I, I think a lot of times when we read mm-hmm. that and we automatically think singing on a Sunday morning. Right. right. But, but what he's talking about, we talk about a lot of things with other people. Mm-hmm. But are we reminding each other? Are we singing right, right. the song? Like a song is, there's a sense of repetition to it, right? Yeah. Um, are we repeating the things that we know to be true mm-hmm. to one another? Mm-hmm. And are we talking about and teaching one another, leading one another in wisdom according to God's truth? Is that part of our conversations? Yeah. Are, are we talking about the things that we need to put to death, the things that we need yeah. to put on? Right. Are we living in community, discussing mm-hmm. and keeping these things in front of one another? Um, and I think that's part of also mm-hmm. just the practice, right, mm-hmm. um, of, of what we do. It's the reason I think we, we talk about so much about knowing and being known. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not just so that other people know you, but it's so that we might keep the Word of God in front of one another mm-hmm. as we walk together in that's this. Right. So, yeah. That's so good. Well, I, and I'm so thankful for this this series, and 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 I love that we we've committed to really 
kind of do something like this at least a couple of times a year where we're talking about uh, these same things. And, um, and I love where we're going intentionally as a church just to, to, to make sure that these things are, are talked about early and often mm-hmm. and that, that it's forefront of our minds. Um, so this coming week, is, it's, it's Labor Day weekend, so we realize some of you may be traveling and all those things, so we want to encourage you, if you are traveling and you're not going to be here on Sunday, join us online. Uh, there are, uh, we don't often talk about this, but we have actually three platforms that you can join on. You can join through our website, you can watch, uh, you can uh, go on Facebook. Uh, we always broadcast on Facebook Live, and then also YouTube. So many mm-hmm. people don't know that we have a YouTube channel, and so you can actually go there and... Uh, and uh, catch our services or catch up on services. Um, so uh, Mark Evans will be preaching this Sunday. Yes, Pastor uh, Mark. Yep. So uh, Mark wasn't able to join us today for this this recording, but uh, we're looking forward to uh, to his message with us. Uh, the following week, so September 11th, we actually start a. I said a year long. I think it's last not time. a year, <laughs> but it's 30 weeks. 30 weeks in Romans, and so that's going to be a deep dive mm, into the Book of Romans. And uh, so we're, we're looking forward to that as well. Things to look forward to. Yeah. It's going to yeah. be fun. So, and, uh, and Sean, I'm glad you have your gray clothes on today. <laughs> I do. I have my, all my gray clothes. That's good. That's good. Thanks, get, Rhett. Appreciate you, buddy. Take it off. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Go, go put on some better clothes, would you? That's right. Um, <laughs> hey, uh, great, great to be with you guys today and uh, looking forward to next week. And uh, until next time. Love you guys. Love you guys. This has been a production of Broadmoor Baptist Church. If you enjoyed today's episode, please share it with others and don't forget to subscribe. To help us spread the word, please give us a five-star review and tell your friends to subscribe as well. They can find us wherever they prefer to get their podcasts. And if you'd like more information about Broadmoor, please visit our website at broadmoor.org or connect with us on your favorite social media platform where we're listed as at my Broadmoor. Thanks for listening.